Welcome, Theologic listeners, to our very first Theologic Bites episode. Sean and I, at least at this point, are going to begin having conversations about various different tensions within Scripture, whether we're talking about tensions between two texts of Scripture or tensions in doctrine or difficult texts of Scripture that might be a challenge. Uh, We hope this will be an encouragement to you, and we're going to try to drop these on the Mondays that we don't drop our topical episodes going forward. So just so you're aware, listeners, we, uh, we're we just going to try to see as many as we can get. We may not continue to do this one after the, after the span of a few months. We may. Uh, we'll just kind of oh, see how many we go. I, I think this will at least endure, unless, unless an emergency comes up or something unforeseen. I think we've got enough fodder to get 26. That would be nice. That would total out it to... Get a whole two year. weeks in a year, 26, yeah. between apparent contradictions, one category of what we're working with, yeah. and hard sayings. I think we got this. Hard sayings of Scripture. So this is going to serve as an introductory episode as to what we're doing and why. Uh, so what we're going to do is, in in the coming episodes, in the, in the coming every other week on the Mondays following, on the Mondays in between our topical episodes, is we're going to bring to light some apparent contradictions in the Bible, and we want to demonstrate how they actually harmonize. Um, so we, we want to do this so people's faith will be bolstered. We actually had an episode, Sean and I, where we did one on, and Zach too, we did one on uh, <laughs> deconstruction itself and people who were you know basically turning away from the faith. And it cut out right at the end and the whole recording got messed up. And we came to conclude that we should just, just make small bites episodes on these yep. issues. So. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we also want to snatch people away from the from the burning because there are those who are being drawn away into false teaching because they're following these cleverly devised apparent contradictions uh, that we want to hope hopefully solve for you. So yeah. we live in an extraordinary, extraordinarily critical age of any kind of authority. Period. Yeah. yeah. And then when you have the divine authority of God's word at work the rebel unregenerate heart goes all the more crazy and so we want to speak into that particular aspect of our culture and also we we do not want to straw man yeah that's one thing we, we don't want to we don't want to come up or fabricate this is what an atheist might say this is what the critic might say uh packy has been um, on the lookout for arguments presented from the other side so we're not creating some kind of a myth man or some kind of straw man out there. We're going to their source. This is what they're saying is a contradiction or a hard saying that's hard to make sense of or nonsensical. And we're going to interact with that yeah. and shed some light on that. So I just want to put that out there as well as to how we're going to be navigating this. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So Sean, why don't you why don't you take it away from what you had prepared? Okay. Well as I just mentioned going looking to the other side of this conversation um, atheist, uh, atheists of America, American atheists. Yeah, American atheists. We're gonna we're gonna inter- interact with yeah. AmericanAtheist.org. They had a whole article that said yeah. these are a bunch of different contradictions. You should so. check. You should check out the mission statement sometime. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- one thought that comes to my mind as we do this, as we especially these these first ones are going to be very much interacting with what atheists have accused the Bible of. And what I want to point out at the beginning, and this is where we're going to be extending grace in that direction, is that we want to recognize that atheists are thinkers. We, we're, not, we're not sitting here interacting with people that we don't think have any brains or any reasoning. They are image bearers of God. It is a flawed image, an image that everyone needs to have renewed by Christ and the work of the Spirit, 
But even in their unregenerate state, there is still an element of them being an image bearer of God. So we will respect them also knowing that they do have the abilities to really observe, reason, and reach conclusions. Okay, so we want to interact with respect and a, and a level of grace in that direction. But at the same time, as we're doing that, we also, with these particular sessions, these theologic bites, and I like that. I like that title. I hope we can do something with that. But with these sessions, it also gives us, Packy, myself, you who are listening, an opportunity to consider how we should approach our own studies of Scripture thoughtfully. It's good. We, 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 we love the, the simple, devotional, quiet time reading of Scripture, but there is also a dynamic of worshiping God with our mind and engaging the hard stuff. Mm. So we want to engage it thoughtfully as we interact with and respectfully critique mistaken conclusions. And I know that terminology sounds authoritarian, and we live in a time where there's no such thing as truth, everything is relative, but biblically speaking— there are such things as mistaken conclusions. Yeah. And we want to demonstrate that from Scripture. The mistaken conclusions can be devastating. It's like if I, if I, if I think if I, I'm walking out my door, uh, a door of this building, and I'm going to walk out on the street, but I'm actually five floors up, yeah. and there's, there's, yeah, that's a mistaken conclusion that yep. can be devastating. Yep, like the shirt you gave me for Christmas, bad theology hurts people. Yeah, one, so what, one word of encouragement I give to us as we endeavor to do this, we... Followers of Christ, we can understand that as men and women of faith, we have more than mere observation and reason in our pursuit of reaching conclusions. We have the Holy Spirit renewing our mind, renewing our image, the image that we made, the image of God, and also enlightening and teaching us as we go through the scriptures. So with that, as we go, we can A, Learn to be okay with tensions between texts or doctrines. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible teaches us that we have a free will. We are responsible creatures as men and women, but we also see in the scriptures that God is sovereign over all things. How do we, how do we hold that? Well, we hold both truths. We don't deny one for the other, but there's a tension there that our finite minds don't, can't necessarily understand or reconcile. But just the same, we see truth in scripture and it's not a contradiction. It is attention. And then we, so we find a balance there. And then finally, as we do this, this is worship. Mm. We need to be reminded that we are not demanded by God to have a full and perfect understanding of every verse of the Bible. Yet, we are invited to seek his face. Psalm 27, 8, you have said, seek my face. Is, is that a hint toward a future Theologic Bites episode? It just might be. Mm. It might be. I don't know. But there's a possibility that in the near future, you might be hearing an apparent contradiction of no one has seen God at any time, John 1.18, compared with Genesis 32.30, Jacob said, I have seen God face to face and my life has been preserved. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I think we're pretty much on. It's, that was an unmistakable statement there. So no hint at all. We're we're just going to lay it out there. That's going to be our next one. We'll look forward to uh, to addressing that. Uh, I what I'm going to say just to just to get us started is to begin by asking a, a simple question. We need to always consider when we're understanding scripture, whether we're the atheist who's seeking to disprove scripture, or whether we're uh, simply a Christian in biblical study, have you looked at the context? 
Have you looked at the context? The solution to the problem of an apparent contradiction often comes simply by understanding the chapter that the verse is in, the book that the verse is in, the writings written by that same author, and the teachings of the rest of Scripture. Have I considered what those things say first, or else I may be taking this out of context to make it mean what I want it to mean, which is the reason why it's so important. Why should you consider the context? Taking something out of context causes you to make the Bible mean what you want it to mean rather than represent the author correctly. And when you do not represent the author correctly, you you actually undermine your claim that the Bible contradicts. You actually make yourself rather look foolish. It's the same thing we're talking about when it comes to building straw men. Uh, if you build a straw man, you actually don't win an argument. You lose the argument. So just to give an example, not that any atheist would actually say this, but Psalm 14.1, uh, it says there is no God. Well, if you take that little phrase where in Psalm 14.1, uh, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That If you take that little phrase, there is no God out of it, and you can say what you want, make it what you want it to mean, then sure, the Bible says there is no God. Well, the reality is, if you understood it within its context, he's obviously saying that that's actually a sign of a foolish person who believes that. Now, again, I don't think anybody actually says that, but that's just an example of taking something out of context, okay? So, important principle, you cannot say the Bible contradicts if you don't even properly represent what the text is actually saying. So you must do that, represent what it's actually saying. The, what the author says, what he means by what he says is what it means. And so you need to understand that before you say it's contradicting or not. So, a couple takeaways and we'll be done with our time. There is no substitute for just knowing your Bible. Just know your Bible. Know the book. Uh, read the whole of it. I mean, we've, it's January right now. Learn, maybe perhaps read the Bible in a year. And secondly, get to know theology from the Bible. If you don't know theology, it makes the arguments of AmericanAtheist.org, which we're going to cover, seem more plausible. But if you understood what the text was saying, if you understood the Bible itself and theology, it'll serve as helpful guardrails uh, to make sure you're representing the text accurately and representing God's Word properly. Okay? Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having more Theologic Bites with you. You take care.